Welcome to Fantastic History. I'm Sarah. And I'm Clay. We're a husband and wife duo who enjoy telling each other about amazing events, people, and mysteries throughout history. So Clay, I've decided that for this episode, I'm going to take a page out of your book. Uh-oh. Uh-huh. I'm going <laughs> to I'm going to cover two separate but thematically related stories. Okay, great. That's that's exciting. Yeah. So, now you might have heard of these gentlemen before because what makes them memorable is rather on the mysterious side. Oh, so you really are taking a page. I am, from my but book. here's the thing, you're legally obligated to act like this is all brand new information or I will cry. <laughs> well, we have an unspoken rule that we don't um we don't step on each other's toes too much. Although it hasn't happened yet. No. So, but it, but if it happens today, I, I need to never know about <laughs> it. No problem. Okay. And yes, um, we are still sick. So. Uh, yeah, if we sound nasally and disgusting, <laughs> it's because we are nasally and disgusting. <laughs> All right. Now, I know, honey, that you are a great admirer of Joey Chestnut. Ah, yes. Competitive eater, Joey Chestnut. Yeah. Um, but I think I found a couple of guys who could actually give even him a run for his money. Now, I do want to give a trigger warning up front, though, because while there's definitely some humor involved, some aspects of these stories are straight up gruesome. Um, there will be mention of animals dying in extremely unsavory ways. Mm as well as some light cannibalism. Oh. Uh, so if that's not for you, you know, no hard feelings. I, I get it. Taking competitive eating to like the extreme of competitive, <laughs> huh? Oh my, yes. Interesting. Okay. Okay. So for everybody who is still with us after that, um, I'd like to introduce you to a Polish gentleman named Charles Domery. Domery was born in 1778 one of nine sons and he lived a fairly normal life until around the time of his 13th birthday when he suddenly developed a voracious appetite. Hmm. When asked later in life, he told people that his brothers all ate more, um, more than one might expect of them. Um, so that's all nine of the kids were eating more than you would think. And that their father was also a big eater, but none of them quite compared to Charles. So he was pretty tall for the time, clocking in at six foot three, but he was otherwise of an average build, even though he was constantly eating. Mm. He was also considered to be of average intelligence and showed no signs of mental illness or chronic health concerns, apart from the fact that the man could never get enough to eat. The one strange symptom that was noted about him consistently was that when he laid down to go to sleep at night, he would start sweating profusely. But what does sweaty at night plus bottomless stomach amount to? Not much when you're trying to diagnose somebody. Sure. But I'm getting a little bit ahead of myself. So let me rewind to the start of all this um, when Charles was 13 years old. So this is when he decided to join the Prussian army, which was at that time engaged in the war of the first coalition against France. Not long after he enlisted, the Prussian army began to experience food shortages which was not going to be acceptable to someone who was so hungry all the time that he could never sleep for more than three or four hours at a stretch without a tummy rumble waking him up. Wow. Yeah. So what other choice did he really have but to cross the battlefield, Wonder Woman style, and surrender to the French so that he could get more rations? No way. Oh, yeah. 
Uh, when he told this to the man that he surrendered to, that officer was so like tickled about it that he gave Charles a melon, just like handed him a whole melon. And let me tell you, he ate that entire melon rind and all. Dang. Every bit of it. Because that was so hilarious to them, French troops just kept bringing him more and more food just to see what he would do with it. The answer <laughs> was what you'd expect. He ate it. And they were, I, I'm assuming they were bringing him all sorts of ridiculous things like whole things like you know here's a whole melon here's an entire bushel of bananas here's uh, you know like an entire cow's leg yeah. you know and, and you just down in it you know just necking the stuff Domery was so thrilled with this buffet of randomness that he decided to formally enlist with the french revolutionary army to help them fight the prussians Wow. So this man's loyalty is through his stomach. Yes. A hundred percent. Like they say, that's the way to a man's heart. And Domery was like, I'm here to tell you. (laughs) (laughs) Honor means nothing if you have a grumbly in your tumbly. So he was assigned double rations. But of course, that was not going to be enough to keep him happy. So all of his pay was spent on extra food. But even that wasn't enough. Soon he was eating not only all of the food he could get his hands on, but he was supplementing that diet with up to five pounds of grass per day. And often, and I apologize for this, he would eat live cats, leaving behind only their fur and bones. There would just be like feral cats, you know, around the army, the battlefield. If he could catch them, he would eat them. So he's, I don't know if this is becoming, because it sounds like it's escalating, Mm -hmm. but he's becoming almost feral. Yeah. He's eating grass? Up to five pounds of grass a day, which is interesting. Like some of the the sources that I looked at noted that like the last, his absolute last resort was vegetables. The man hated vegetables. He would eat five pounds of grass a day to avoid eating a green bean. That is really strange if he was going as far as eating grass. And live animals. Let's not forget. Live animals is also bizarre. Uh Uh-huh. But at least it's... At least it's meat. Right. But it's very creepy. Well, and what's even creepier is he preferred raw meat. And there were loads of cats wandering around. So they became, you know, quick and easy targets for his appetite. That became Ugh. the main thing. Now, if he runs out of cats, if he runs out of other people's food, he's running out of money to buy more food, then we'll eat grass. But it's just something in his stomach. Just, Yeah. At one point, he was reported to eat approximately 170 cats per year, which is, you know, it's way too many. I feel like one is too many, but 170 is also definitely way too many. Yeah. And he's not doing it like for fun, to entertain people. It's just that there's, that's an easy food source that's always around. Well, I take issue with your term live cats. Was he... I mean, I don't know if the information is clear enough, but it, it implies that he's I, like he's like down just, in them right. while they're meowing and clawing. Well, and nothing, yeah, nothing I saw really clarified. Everything is saying live cats, live cats, live cats. But I think they just mean that like he's catching them alive. And Right, so stray cats maybe would be a right, better. Right, yeah. He wasn't being sent cat meat right yeah it's it's he's not getting it from like the butcher or whatever i guess it makes little difference he's fine he's just finding random food yeah and uh to that end there's actually another even more grim story about domery and his time on board a french navy vessel 
So while engaged in battle, one of his fellow crew members had his leg blown off by cannon fire. And yep, you guessed it. Domery scrambled across the deck of the ship to grab the leg and started gnawing on it. Oh my God. It took several other soldiers to wrestle him away from it. And they just like threw it in the ocean because like, that's too much that you can't just be sitting here eating this man's leg, like right in front of him. That's insane. In the midst of battle, in the middle of battle, like the second it was blown off, he was like, Ooh, free lunch. And and went to grab it, like stopped what he was doing and, and went after it. Mm-hmm. What a f- yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So this seems like a good time to remind you that he had no known mental or physical disorders apart from being hungry all the time. But he is out here eating cats and legs. Okay. There's clearly. There's obviously something. something going on. Yes. But nobody could figure it out. So not long after this horrific incident, that ship was actually captured off the coast of Ireland by the British Royal Navy. And he was taken prisoner. They doubled his rations in prison to shut him up, but obviously that was never going to be enough, and they ended up giving him 10 times more food per day than any of the other prisoners. But even that wasn't enough. So, of course, he ate the prison cat, but there was only one prison cat. Um, There was no grass in his cell. You know, he's kind of low on options. He started luring rats into his cell. So that he could eat them. Like he would leave food out to start to rot. He would lure the rats in. Then eat the rats and then eat the rotten food. This is this is a bit much. It's a lot. Yeah. Uh, when times were really desperate, he'd eat the candles he was given. And he'd swallow any medicine that was left lying around in the infirmary. Now, interestingly, he never seemed to experience any side effects from combining lots of other people's meds. Hmm. Nothing at all. He, he could just iron stomach. A black hole. Yeah. Now, believe it or not, Domery's behavior attracted the attention of the board of doctors in charge of caring for the sick and wounded prisoners of war. Dr. Jay Johnson took a particular interest in Domery and asked if he would consent to being experimented on. Because this meant lots of snacks, Domery gave a rousing, hell yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Can we experiment so, on you? Um, I don't know. What are the terms? You get snacks. Hell yeah. <laughs> that's that's pretty much how it went. Yep. <laughs> so at four o'clock the following morning, Domery was awoken and fed four pounds of raw cow udder. He wolfed it down. No problem. Then at 930, he was given five pounds of raw beef, a pound of candles and a bottle of beer. He polished all of it off, including the candles. At 1 p.m., he was given the same exact items, except they included three bottles of beer instead of one. He finished all of it. It's noted that he was watched closely during this time, and throughout the experiment, he never peed, pooped, or puked. Nothing came out once it went in, like, the entire time. So that is 14 pounds of food, two pounds of wax, and four bottles of beer. That is a lot mm-hmm. i'm sure he was swelling well see he was not only feeling fine after that but his jailers remarked that he seemed to be of particularly good cheer and he danced around happily in his cell after the experiment was over so he, he was he was finally satiated he told people it was the first time in his life that he ever felt satisfied and he slept all the way through the night for the first time since he was 13 years old wow mm-hmm 
You done a good job, lad. Here's a candle. <laughs> uh-huh. Yeah. Birthday cakes must have been a real scene for him. <laughs> hey, don't throw this away. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Not much else is known about Domery following the end of the experiment. I couldn't even find information on when he died or his cause of death, which you would assume would be food related in some way. It isn't even known if he ever left that prison or not. He just sort of disappears at this point. That is until he was mentioned by none other than Charles Dickens in a piece written for Household Words in 1852. Dickens said, Now, it is my opinion that a man like this, dining in public on the stage of Drury Lane, would draw much better than a mere tragedian who chews unsubstantial words instead of wholesome beef. Oh, so this this freak show is more <laughs> entertaining than a, a stage play. Yes. Well, you know, he's not totally wrong. I mean, people I mean, loved it. Take, take a look at uh, the entertainment we have today. Yeah. And the entertainment they had back then. Uh-huh. Yeah. People would watch this today. They would... I mean, there's been episodes of My Strange Addiction where it's like, I can't stop eating toilet paper. Yeah, so, there, there's that guy who ate like an entire car. Oh, okay. I mean, it took him a, a, like a few years, but he, he managed um, it. See, it would not have taken Domri a few years <laughs> to eat a car. Come on, man. <laughs> so, while Domri's story just kind of ends... I have another guy to tell you about. I mean, I haven't heard the next story, but I feel like you should have led with that one because this is the craziest shit I've ever heard. No, it's not. Well, it's the craziest shit you've heard so far. Yeah. But I, I led with Domery for a reason. I'm ramping up. Um, jeez. Oh, yeah. You see, Domery actually had a contemporary who suffered from his same insatiable appetite. Enter Terer which may or may not be his real name. It could be first name, could be last name, could be nickname. Nobody knows. Okay. So he was born, Terrer was born in France in 1772, making him only six years older than Domery. So a lot of this was happening at the same exact time. Interesting. It's endlessly fascinating to me that these two men were dealing with very similar issues and they were, I mean, six years apart. And not only that, but Terrer would go on to serve in the French Revolutionary Army during the War of the Co- First Coalition, just like Domery. Wow. Right. So unlike Domery, Terrer didn't wait until his adolescence to develop a monster appetite. By the time he reached his teens, so around the same time Domery started getting real hungry, Terrer could already eat his body weight in beef every single day. Wow. He was an average height, and despite how much food he could pack away, he weighed only about a hundred pounds, but that means he could eat a hundred pounds of beef a day. There's no way, right? It's recorded by multiple sources. Like this was a known guy. So, I mean, you have to figure we're in the you know the 1770s. He can eat that much food every single day. I mean, his parents could not afford to feed him that much. I think the vast majority of people's parents can't afford a hundred pounds of food every single day to give their kid. Definitely not. So, unsure what else to do, they kicked him out of the house and told him to fend for himself. Does it say how old he was at this point? Um, 17, I believe, okay. is when they kicked him out. Okay. So, naturally, he became a sideshow act because that was... Oh, like we were just talking about. Yeah, that was the hotness back then was like everyone who is a little bit different is a freak and let's pay money to watch them do stuff. Yeah. So, he worked drawing crowds for a traveling con man 
Uh, so what he would do to bring the crowds in was like he would get up on a barrel or whatever and let people watch him swallowing corks, coins, rocks, bushels of whole apples, and unfortunately, live animals, including kittens, puppies, lizards, and snakes. Oh, Jesus. And this time when I say live animals, I mean he's like swallowing them alive. This is much more literal when it says live animals. How do you... Okay, I, I know it's grotesque. I, I don't know. I don't have an answer. Okay. But um, when they're brand new, they're real small. I don't know. <sighs> yeah, I don't know. Uh, like Domery, Terrere never vomited after putting away these massive amounts of food, though he did suffer from chronic diarrhea. You have to <laughs> imagine um, his nutritional needs aren't exactly being met. So... Right. Yeah. Like well, he's probably not getting a ton of vitamin C, I'd imagine. Well, based on what you were saying, I doubt that anyone would be impressed if he swallowed a big old sweet potato. Right, yeah. That's true. Because I mean, apart from like the whole apples, which again he's swallowing them whole. And we'll we'll kind of get into like towards the end of his story how he's able to do that. But he's not chewing these apples, biting into them and eating the corn and the stem. He's swallowing them whole. Is he swallowing everything whole? To my knowledge, yes. Wow. Yeah. Um. I, I mean, at least up to this point, but like, yeah. So a, a swallowing a sweet potato is not going to be a big deal because other than the apples, everything that he's swallowing for attention is not food. Yeah. So, yeah, you can see where that would maybe make your tummy a little unhappy. So it's interesting to note, though, that. Like, I never saw this mentioned about Domery, but with Terere, you could tell by looking at him whether or not he had eaten that day. After one of his mega meals, his stomach was super distended and was described as looking like a balloon about to pop. And remember that this dude is normally very thin. When he hadn't eaten, his stomach and his cheeks hung in droopy folds of skin because they had been stretched past their limits so many times. Oh, my gosh. Uh Uh-huh. When he got tired of his sideshow act is when he signed up for the French Revolutionary Army. Of course, historians believe this had more to do with guaranteed rations than it did with any sort of patriotism. During this time, a lot of unwilling witnesses were treated to a private showing of his former act, and he was on multiple occasions discovered doing things like eating an entire cat and coughing up hairballs, drinking the blood of cats, And, of course, eating snakes, either live or dead, because that was his favorite food, was snake meat. Mm. Yeah. It was often remarked on that he seemed to have no sense of shame whatsoever about his condition. To him, it just was what it was, and he was doing what he needed to do to get by. I I, I mean, get by is... I, I I would take issue with that. Right. But I guess, like, if what you're needing to do to get by is not be driven insane by your hunger you're just eating anything that you can swallow you know, he, he didn't take the, the route that i would take with it but i i can see his logic to an extent there seems to be a perhaps we're not there or, yeah you can't tell yeah a bit of glee if you're drinking blood and 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 live animals yeah but I don't know, man. I've never, I've never been quite this hungry. Me either. So naturally, this made him a person of interest to the military doctors, who were keen to run some experiments on him similar to what Domery experienced in prison. This was way more gruesome, though, because they really focused on the live animals part. 
Again, he was given puppies, kittens, lizards, snakes, and eels, and he ate every single bit of them, spitting up skin and fur when he couldn't digest it properly, but otherwise, everything. Eating everything. Um, another time, he was given the food that had been prepared for 15 of the hospital's laborers, because they were like, does he only eat raw food? But no, he ate every single crumb of 15 people's meals. No problem. Wow. So it's not like you were saying, it's not only that he's, you know, wanting to drink blood and eat live animals. He is just wanting to eat. He doesn't care. Huh. Yeah. So when he wasn't being given crazy things to eat just to see what would happen, he became a scavenger. He was allotted four times the normal rations, which he was forced to supplement with leftover food scraps, garbage, and anything he could reach in the apothecary shop. Again, like Domery, eating random medicine like candy had no ill effect on him. Okay. That See, that's the part that I don't understand. Yeah. With both of them. Like, what is going on in your body? Like, how are you metabolizing things in such a way that combining, like, opium and cocaine and whatever the hell else, no effect? Well, it seems like maybe there's not a lot of metabolizing going on at all. I mean, that must be, right? Because if you're eating... I mean, I, I know, like, when people are very obese, they get um, a surgery that shrinks their stomach, basically. Right. So they feel more... They feel satisfied with less food because their body realizes there's food in their stomach. Right. So it's not necessarily that they're metabolizing it uh, faster or slower. Their body just says, oh, I'm, my stomach is full. Mm-hmm. Ergo, I am full. I don't need to eat more. Right. But... This is clearly different because he, these guys, I don't know about the first guys you said, but, the, but, but he, um, his body is obviously like changing very graphically. Oh yeah. Um, there's no missing it. And he's obviously full and beyond full mm-hmm. and it doesn't matter. Right. And he still feels hungry. And he still feels That's hungry. worth noting with both of them. Like they would eat, I mean, except for, you know, Domery that at the end of the experience, uh, experiments rather, he, you know, he finally felt satisfied and he was thrilled and danced and he finally slept and all that. Yeah. But apart from like that one instance, like these guys, they never felt satisfied. So perhaps some sort of, of mental or physical condition where their, their stomach being full did not equate to a, to satisfaction in their stomach mm-hmm. but that doesn't account for not having like like graphic and extreme reactions to all this food they're eating or right. the medicine right yeah oh yeah so in any way you look at it, it doesn't really make a lot of sense does it no it does not so terrier decided like once again i'm gonna make my career off of being able to swallow whatever uh, but at this point he was still, you know, he's still in the army. So he got a job as a messenger. So an officer would hand him secret notes or maps in a small box. Terrier would swallow the box. Then he would find his way to the intended recipient and bring the box back up. So, so imagine so he, would, he would hold it in his stomach. Yeah. For, yep. for, does it say how long he was able to do this? It doesn't give like any sort of timeline, but I know like we'll see in just a minute that he's like, crossing over into enemy territory so so long enough for it to possibly be digested mm-hmm. yeah uh, it when it says that he's like 
retrieving the messages, it doesn't, I didn't see clarification on which end. Right. So. Well, I, I guess, I guess you can't really control when it comes out one end. Right. Yeah. I don't know. Uh, so we swallow the box, get to the guy, retrieve the box, however. Wow. But imagine being the dude on the receiving end of this box, right? <laughs> like, these are obviously super important messages, but like, ew. <laughs> no, thank you. You know, it's like the worst X-Men. Yes. Oh, okay. Mm-mm. It's like Telegram Man. <laughs> like, hey, I got a, I got a message for you, um, Professor X, but I got to use the John. Uh, uh-uh. No. So this didn't last long. This job of his, but not for that reason. So what happened was a Prussian general figured out what was going on because Terrer got over to their, you know, their area. He was found over in Germany and didn't speak a word of German, only spoke French. Okay. After being beaten and tortured, they found out why Terrer had crossed over into their territory. They resolved to get that box of secret notes. So the general had him chained to the toilet until Terrer passed the box. Ugh. Well, the joke is on him and us and especially on Terrer because he took his job very seriously to the point where after he pooped out the box, he simply swallowed it again. No way. Yes. Yes. Uh-huh. Yep. So a few <laughs> minutes to uh, process that one. <laughs> the Prussians eventually got their hands on the box, though. I don't want to talk about it or think about it. I can imagine how. Um, they were on the brink of hanging Terrer as a spy, actually, before deciding, for reasons unrecorded, to send him back to France instead. He was done with the military at this point and surrendered himself to the hospital, saying he would happily participate in any experiments they wanted as long as they would feed him and keep him safe. This time, though, instead of handing over garbage and pets, the doctors focused on trying to cure him of his insatiable appetite. Okay. Finally, right? Yeah. So they tried appetite suppressants of the time, such as tobacco pills, opium, and vinegar, as well as things like a diet made up entirely of soft-boiled eggs, but nothing worked. Considering uh, how many eggs this man could have put down, <laughs> I would hate to be anywhere in the vicinity mm-hmm. of him when he uh, uh-huh. has to fart. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's bad. It's real bad. Now, Terrer started breaking out of the hospital at night to get up to his old tricks like dumpster diving while also trying out some new stuff like drinking the blood left over after bloodletting procedures and eating discarded animal organs from butcher shops. Ooh. Eventually he escaped from the hospital and tried to make his own way in the world. Horrific rumors started to circulate not long after when a 14 month old baby disappeared. Oh no. Everyone assumed Terrer had at last crossed the ultimate line. Now, there was never any sort of proof against him, and he was never so much as brought in for questioning. This was only rumors. Yeah. But the suspicions were enough to ban him from society. (sighs) Yeah. Yeah. That's... mm -mm. Terrier disappeared for about four years following this incident, 
only returning to the hospital when he was all but bedridden. Terrer told the doctors that his troubles began two years previously when he swallowed a golden fork that he'd never been able to pass, which to me kind of implies that he's swallowed like cutlery before and was able to pass it. Which doesn't seem possible. No, it doesn't. Um, With just one look at Terrer, though, the doctors recognized he was actually dying of tuberculosis. He only lived for a few more weeks after being admitted. After his death, doctors were hesitant to do an autopsy because his body was decomposing at an alarming rate. When they finally got their nerves together, they discovered that Terrer's gullet was so wide that they could open his mouth and look down his throat directly into his stomach. Whoa. Uh-huh. Elsewhere, his body cavities were filled with pus and his organs were riddled with ulcers. They never found a golden fork. Oh. For what it's worth. I never found it. And on that disgusting note, we end the tales of Charles Domery and Terrer. This was the worst. Uh, yes, it was. And you know what? <laughs> no one has ever found a cause for their bottomless appetites. Um, modern oh. experts suspect things like hyperthyroidism or damage to the amygdala. Okay. But nobody knows. And it happened to those two guys so close together and kind of... Never again. Never again? Just those two guys. Never again. Not to this extent. At least not that's widely known about. How much of this do you think has been exaggerated? I'm sure to some extent. Yeah. It's been embellished, certainly. I just want to be able to sleep tonight. Right. Yeah. I mean, but some of it has to be true. It, there has to have been some reason why these stories started up in the first place to the point where people are still talking about it today. You mean like there's enough record keeping and enough of that to right, because ju- justify it? Both of them were experimented on by doctors who kept records of their experiments. Yeah. And some of the wildest stories about both of them are recorded in those experiments. Terrer ate live animals in front of doctors. Like, Domery ate candles in front of doctors. Right? Yeah, yeah. So, but that- some of it, at least a lot of the weirdest stuff is true. I don't know how I'm going to ever <laughs> beat this. I know, I know. I know that's not the point of the episode. <laughs> but, it's, no. but this is just the craziest thing I've ever heard. It's absolutely wild. And I, I thought I would I would put this together as a treat for you. I don't think you could I don't I don't know if, if you have the constitution to necessarily read through a lot of this information. So it was it was a favor to you. Now you get to know about this weird mysterious thing without having to know too much about it. Well, I appreciate that. Mm-hmm. The more you know, uh, the less you want to be alive. <laughs> I've always said that. Well, guys, if that left you hungry for more, please subscribe to Fantastic History on whatever podcast platform you use and leave us a like and a review. You can also show off your love for our show by visiting the Etsy link in the show notes to grab a Fantastic History sticker. You can find us on Instagram and Twitter at FantasticHPod or shoot us an email at FantasticHistory at gmail.com. Until next time, bon appetit.